I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? Hey there, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft and spirituality in a modern context. My name is Rian Lockard, and I am so glad that you're joining me today. Let's get started. Um, I want to talk about a variety of things, and you're going to have to excuse my language because I am going to talk about something that I call the vortex of shittiness, and maybe I can like modify it and like call it like the vortex of problems or the vortex of crappiness or something along those lines for our young ears that might be listening. But you should know that in my heart of hearts, when I am thinking about this situation, it is definitely the vortex of shittiness in my mind and in my soul space. But before I get to that, I want to sort of explain what the vortex of shittiness really is um, and how it ties into several other kinds of concepts. So buckle up because here we go. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I'll have people reach out to me and they will be like, OMG, I think I'm cursed or hexed or there's a lot of conversation around like people being concerned about their own quote, karma, like rearing up at them, Um, or just a lot of confusion when these moments happen where all of a sudden it's like everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Do you know this feeling where you're just like minding your own business? You're just like living your own life and out of nowhere... All the things are coming at you all at once. And these aren't usually just like small things like my hair appointment got rescheduled or my friend canceled for dinner, although those are significant too. These are more like things that are like, I got into a car accident and then my dog ran away and then my mom got really sick and then my kids started getting bullied at school and then My company was like, I can't afford to pay you the same amount, so I'm going to cut your hours and blah, blah, blah. Like It's like one of those times where all the things are happening. And I don't know about you, but I have observed that for some people, the vortexes of shittiness seem to be more frequent than for other people. And I don't... I've spent a lot of time thinking about this and talking to my own guides because 
I find this unfair and I find this problematic. And another thing that I have noticed is that a lot of the times these vortexes of shittiness, right, are happening to really like spiritually evolved people. They're happening to people who are like, you know, whatever quotes, woke in some type of capacity or actively like showing up to their own life or like actually engaged in their world. And so I am like, yo, this is how I talk to to the forces that be. Yo, what the actual F is going on? What are you guys doing up there? (laughs) Like, are you aware that we are experiencing things and that means we feel things? And so this is gross. Like, why are you like piling on? And usually when I talk to them with some sassiness, they either A, respond to me with some sassiness or B, they just like blow me off (laughs) or C, they just like distract me with something else. Side note, the way you talk to creatures really does matter. I have a life rule that I'd like to share with, with you, which is never sass a spider, okay? You can test this out. In fact, you should, but only test it out if you're brave and you are not arachnophobic because if you talk to a spider with an attitude, that spider is not going to like it. If you like politely request that a spider remove itself or get off your chair or whatever the spider will it won't be like nice to you but it will be like fine towards you but if you are sassy to a spider and you're like oh my gosh get off my chair that's rude that spider will like jump in your direction or it will like run at you and I have done this multiple times because I tend to be rather sassy And the creatures that dislike sass the most are spiders. Now, conversely, the um, insect friends in our lives that I have found that really like it when you talk nicely to them are bees. So if you have a bee in your vicinity, first of all, don't be afraid of bees. Unless you have a bee allergy, in which case definitely be afraid of bees. But bees are nice. They're all fuzzy and cute. And I heard this person talking about bees the other day. I mean, I didn't just like, I wasn't just like standing at a grocery store and someone was talking about bees. I heard it on like some type of podcast I was listening to. And the person they were on, um, the person that was on the podcast was talking about bees and how if they were the size of like cats that some variety of bees would really like to be like pet because there's certain bees that like groom each other and like pet each other and so I thought that was adorable and I randomly I know I'm way deep on a side tangent but like this is like a cool story I was randomly at um a friend's house not too long ago we were having a gathering and like these people were, um, you know, we were all like sitting around the fire pit. It was dark and nice. And these people were talking about how they pet bees. And I was like, what? And then I also randomly heard this thing on the podcast. So like the universe is telling me to pet a bee. Okay. But so I was like, what do you mean you pet bees? And I'm like, yeah, like if you see a bee on a flower, just chilling, like you can go up to a bee and you can pet it, and it will let you. 
And I am aware this sounds like some like <laughs> bananas white person shit to do. But for real, like I'm like, who seeks out stinging insects to try to like snuggle them? But that's me. I do that. Um, but if you talk nicely to a bee, it will um, respond really nicely to you. So don't sass a spider and talk politely to bees. And that is my advice. So, okay, back to the vortex of shittiness. Um, so this happens to like spiritually advanced people. And so I sass my guides and I'm like, what are you doing? <clears throat> they haven't gotten back to me. Um, specifically because I have been rude about it because now the reason I am rude about it is it's me. I am one of these people and I can very viscerally understand. Well, first of all, disclaimer city right now, like pay attention for a second. If you are told by someone in your DMs that you have a generational curse or hex upon your family, that is your sign to block that person. I don't care who they are. They are scamming you. I have so many copycat accounts on my Instagram and my TikTok. It's gross, okay? I have so many copycat accounts and people are like, scam city and their <clears throat> their biggest scam is to be like oh my god let me do a reading on you I mean they don't say it like that but <laughs> that's what they're doing hey like I feel so drawn to your energy I want to do a reading on you and you're like oh my god I've I like need a reading and they're like I know <laughs> right and then they're like oh okay I've discovered in my reading that you have a generational curse on you so for $40, I can remove it. And then you're like, okay, well, $40 is not bad. So that's fine. So then you give them $40. Don't do this. Then the next part is, oh, wow. Like I was trying to remove the curse, but the curse is so bad that it broke my supplies. So now I need to go buy more supplies and I need this special pot and I need this special plate and I need this special stuff and herbs and whatever. So you need to send me $200. And now at this point you're like, hmm, something seems sus about this. Like this is super weird. And you go, I don't have $200 right now. Like, sorry about it. This is where they go. If you don't give me $200, I'm going to like curse you and hex you and you don't want to mess with me and I know the spirits and you're fucked. Sorry, language, but you know what I mean? Don't fall for these scams. Never, ever let someone cold read you. I don't even care if like you're at a psychic fair and you're walking by a booth and some lady at the booth is like, oh my gosh, your energy, come here. And she starts telling you about yourself. No, you didn't ask her to read you. You're in charge of your energy field. Don't let people cold read you. I would never, and if you ever get a DM from me, it's not me. Like, not because I don't love you, not because I don't want to talk to you, but I purposely don't randomly DM people because of how many scammers there are, okay? So just, like, don't do that. But I, the reason I went on this particular tangent was because I can understand why people are like, 
do I have some kind of like generational curse or hex? Not because of the scammers telling them that, but because of the vortex of shittiness. See, it's like very common for certain people, and I don't know why fully, to fall into these patterns of just like pure chaos vortexes. Anything that can go wrong does. All the things, all the time, all at once. Oh my gosh. It's been like that within my own family as like far back as I can think of. Um, we talk about it, like we joke about it. We're just like, oh, that's just how our family does. Like, guess everything's going to be like crazy right now, you know? And I have had so many clients who have gone through similar things. There's just like a couple standout clients and it's like that for them too. And I don't quite understand what causes the vortex of shittiness to happen, but I do know that it's a real thing. In part, I think that it's important to make a couple of distinctions and to have some discernment Okay, so doing your self work will help you to stop contributing to your own drama in your life. And I think this is important to understand. When we get on a spiritual path, a lot of us go into it being like, oh, I want to do fun spells and I want to like talk to ghosts and I want to like do cool things like that. And then what happens is we discover like, Oh my God, I am like the common denominator in all my own misery. <laughs> like, and then we're like deep in our self-work and we have no choice because once we've begun our self-work, we can't go back. Once you know something about yourself, you can't unknow it. And that is like the curse of vision. That is like the curse of awareness. And I use the term curse lightly there. It's like, would I prefer to not know myself deeply and to not have this depth of like amazing spiritual access, but be like very unaware of how I am complicit in my own problems? Or do I prefer to like have awareness of how I am creating a lot of my own drama in my life? And through that awareness, like, it's painful and hard and challenging, but I'm able to access, like, these amazing, deeper, like, more evolved places, both within myself and just, like, within my life in general. And that's kind of the struggle. But once you open your eyes to your own participation in your own reality, you can't close them again. It's like a very matrix moment. Like we're having a very matrix moment right now, right? Like once you do this, like you can't undo it. Does that make me old? Like my referencing the, the matrix? <laughs> anyway, um, so once you become aware <clears throat> and you start to do your self-work, you really like shut down the amount of drama that you are causing yourself in your own life. Like that's what self-work does. Self-work puts a stopper on the amount of drama that you are causing for yourself in your own life, right? That's a positive. 
Spirituality, spiritual ritual, spiritual practice allows you to manage the drama of everything else in your life. So self-work allows you to manage your own drama. Spiritual practice allows you to manage the drama of everything external to you. And I think it's important to know that because when you're trying to figure out how to solve a problem in your life, I want you to be like, what's the self-work side? Like, how am I contributing to my own drama here? Like, how am I responsible for some of this? And then, because so many of us are so comfortable in taking the blame for everything that we don't think to do the next part, which is to go, what is the responsibility of others here? Because there is always responsibility outside of ourselves. Because we don't live alone. You don't live on an island. You are not by yourself. So things are about you and about others. And so when we do ritual work, it's like, how can I manage and put into practice control or energy towards shaping the external components of my world? When you're in a vortex of shittiness... (laughs) It's almost like you're just having a really rough time or you've wandered into some type of energy field of chaos that is outside of your control. And it's not always of your making, but it becomes your responsibility to manage. It's almost like it's wildfire season and you're just trying to like keep your little like settlement like safe. Like you didn't create the fires. You don't like the fires. You don't want the fires. But because the fires are around, like you have to manage them. And I'm sorry if that was a triggering analogy for anybody. I will do better next time. But this is not something that you've done. But either because you love someone else and they're having stuff happen to them or because you are just involved in things that have their own innate energy field and for whatever reason you have to be involved with them, like it kind of like backsplashes onto you. A vortex of shittiness is such a challenging thing though because by the time you get your footing and you get stabilized, often when you're in one of these places, it kind of comes up again. Something else happens. More things come your way. When I first met the person who is my now ex-husband, he told me I was like a drama-fighting robot. (laughs) Um, Because he came from a really quiet, relatively speaking, kind of life. Um, He came from a fairly conflict-avoidant sort of space. And I grew up in just chaos, loudness, slamming, yelling, fighting, drama. And if there wasn't something wrong, someone found something to be wrong, right? And so I was always just fielding all of this stuff. And as a result, I am like an expert in dealing with drama. Um, But for people who don't grow up, with a lot of chaos around them, they don't develop those kinds of coping skills. And so for him to witness me have all this stuff constantly happening and to just be like, fine, he was like super perplexed by this. But I do think that there's a portion of us that becomes used to the chaos Or it's like deeply ingrained on some kind of soul level or something. Or not a soul level because 
I don't really think there's any capacity for our souls to have chaos in them as like a foundation thing. I think it's more like an energetic alignment, like our comfort zone or something. As an adult, and I mean, I've been an adult and then I've been a real adult, right? Like you can turn 18 or 21 and be technically an adult. And some 18 and 21 year olds are like, really like real adults or you can be like 30 and like still not really an adult right um for me it was having children and getting a house um I think that made me feel like a real adult but as a real adult I became very sure that I did not want to have drama in my life anymore. And you might be listening and being like, yeah, I don't want drama either. And yet the drama still finds us, right? Like, and we are sure, like we are checking in, we are talking to our therapists, we are like taking our mental health meds or whatever we're doing. Like we are meditating, we are having like a Zen moment with tea. Like we are taking like mental health walks, like we are doing all the things and there is still this energy like circulating like a tornado around us and this is the vortex of shittiness now i will tell you again there are some people who have more of this happening in their lives than others and i suppose through like familial attachments or like our own comfortability with like chaos and hecticness like perhaps like we are subliminally drawing more of it in i'm really not sure but I will say that an ant, I do know an antidote, and it's not fail proof, and it is not perfect, but it is very effective. So I will share with you the prescription for a vortex of shittiness that will be really helpful if you find yourself in one of these situations. And at the same time, I will also validate for you that sometimes these things happen and it's just really intense, okay? I also think that there's a part of us as spiritually like awakened or what, God, I hate that term. Somebody like write in and give me a different term, please, for spiritually awakened because I find it gross. But I will say there is like a component of this where we are actively tackling the problems that come our way, right? Like we are actively engaging with the world. So the world will invite us into something and instead of being like avoidant or running away from it or whatever, we actively like are like, yes, I will deal with this. Like I'm going to like dig into it. I'm going to have accountability. Like I'm going to really look at what's going on. And because we are aware and because we are engaged and because we are interacting, like we are having more happen, right? Like, so that makes sense to me. But it's not just that. And I don't know that it's a, quote, curse. Now, I will say that I have talked to my guides about um, the concept of, like, reincarnation and what happens with us in an energetic level. Um, on a side Side note for a second, a lot of people are misusing and misunderstanding the term karma. Karma is a belief that belongs in like the Hindu religion and it is specific. 
it discusses how the things that you are doing in this lifetime, they shift and align the life that you are born into in the next lifetime. So what people are out here on the, the internet saying and using the term karma about is actually really the concept of cause and effect. Cause and effect is for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Meaning like whatever I do, something else is going to be done. That's not karma though. And so I just want to be super clear about that because I know people think I get really nitpicky, but like it matters. If you're going to use a word, I want you to know what that word means. And if you're going to use a word to try to influence others or teach them something, like please try to be aligned and understand what the word you're saying is. Or like, what are you teaching if you don't understand it yourself? Karma is really a very specific like spiritual belief. It's been like completely bastardized by like, I don't know, like the American conceptualization of what is being said, but like what people are saying about karma on a regular basis and what karma actually is are like worlds apart, okay? But my guides have talked to me about, because I've been very like, why was I born into the circumstance I was born into? And like, what is going on in my life? And I don't personally believe that there is some greater purpose or pre-designed circumstance of lessons that I have signed up for. Like that's not in my own personal belief system. I don't choose to believe that I've been like abused or traumatized like as a child to like teach me some ultimate lesson, right? Like that thought just doesn't make any sense to me because it just, whatever, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Why would we be signed up to be dragged through actual hell as children in order to teach ourselves something? It's, it's not to me how it works. However, I, I have been told that we have to choose, you know, bodies that can run the program of our soul. And I've talked about this before on this podcast. Um, the things that then happen to us are external circumstances. And... It's a lot of what we're talking about today, right? Like, have I wandered into somebody else's storm? Have I been unfortunate enough to enter into somebody else's energetic field? How does that energetic field shape me or mold me or contribute to my own energetic field? And the more we're submerged in certain kinds of energy, the more um, our vibrational frequency, for lack of a better term, kind of aligns with that and it shapes into that capacity and it sort of becomes familiar with it. Not that we become changed, but because that we become accustomed to. And that energy is carried forth for us into our adulthood, unless or until we choose to change it. And so we have to become very aware of what feels familiar to us and what feels comfortable to us. And for those of us who are comfortable in a lot of chaos, it almost feels scary sometimes to feel safe because that's not what we're used to. And so our work becomes embracing safety. Our work becomes embracing calm. Our work becomes about embracing peace 
and learning to be comfortable in the lack of chaos, learning to be comfortable in quiet and like, just like that, like nice sort of everything's going to be okay thing that we chase, but then maybe perhaps tend to sabotage. Oracle Star, you're really misbehaving today. My dog has been very um, out of pocket this morning. <laughs> so I want you to think about these things. What was the atmosphere like? Think about it in terms of weather. What is the weather that I am used to? What is the atmosphere of the energy of the weather that I am used to in my life? What is the weather that I have been used to? And how can I get used to different weather, right? How can I acclimate to different weather? But when that storm kicks up, when that vortex of shittiness starts, you still will have all those coping strategies that you've always had in order to get through it. You are still like a drama-defeating robot or whatever it was that he called me. You are still able to get through these things. You can't unlearn those skills. You're always going to have them. But just because we have them doesn't mean we have to be carrying them around all the time. And that's one way for you to do that self-work and figure out, like, where am I contributing? But again, sometimes these things just show up on a perfectly nice day. Suddenly the wind picks up and there's just, like, a whole-ass rainstorm with, like, hail coming down. And it came out of nowhere. And that's where we just kind of activate and we utilize our tools. But an often overlooked tool for this kind of situation is gratitude. And I know that a lot of times I'll say something like this, and especially if you're in the midst of a vortex of shittiness, being grateful is like the last thing you want to hear. Like whenever I have a client or someone reach out to me and they're describing this kind of thing to me and I'm like, oh, yep, diagnosis time, vortex of shittiness. Like whenever that happens, I am very aware that they're not going to want to hear this antidote because when you're in the middle of it, it feels so profoundly intense and it's so real and vivid. But I want to remind you something about storms. They pass. They end. A hurricane stops spinning. A tornado stops twisting. Rain stops falling. Snow melts. Storms pass. And if you find yourself in the midst of a storm, <clears throat> a vortex of shittiness, it will end. But if we want it to end sooner, or really what I'm actually saying to you is if you want the storm inside of yourself that matches the storm outside of yourself to stop, the answer is gratitude. Because when one of these vortexes rolls through, it's inviting us to match it. It's almost like the universe is like, whoa, your vibe is different. Like, you seem pretty centered and okay. But up until recently, 
you've had a lot of chaos energy. Do you want to get back to where you were? Like, here's the train. Here's the vortex of shittiness train. Why don't you hop on? And we can go right back to chaos land if you want. And your job is to be like, I am not getting on that bus. I will let that storm be external to me. But I am not going to internalize that storm. I'm not going to realign my energy that I worked so hard to shift to go back to that place just because it's familiar or comfortable or what I'm used to. You will always get invitations in this life into being a version of your previous self. You will always get invitations back into being a version of your previous self. Your job is to know yourself enough that even if you don't know where you're going, you sure as shit know where you're not going. Even if you don't know who you're becoming, you sure as shit know who you're not going to go ahead and be anymore. And that's true for all of us. Every one of us who has ever done self-work has taken off a version of ourselves that no longer serves us, that no longer matches us, that no longer is us. These vortexes of shittiness invite you to put back that outfit. It invites you to wear that suit again. And your job is to be like, absolutely effing not. I will stand here in this storm. I will observe the storm. I will take out my umbrella because I know how to deal with storms. But I will not become this storm. Never again. Because the universe is out here trying to organize itself. And it's like, yo, I used to know where to put you. You used to go over here with all the chaos. Now you're shifting. Where do you belong? Let me blow you back to where you were. And your job is to be like, F no. Okay? And the thing that gets you there, the thing that holds you down so you don't blow away with this storm, with this vortex, is gratitude, I swear to you. I promise, promise, I pinky promise you as much as you're going to hate me in the moment and you will and that's okay because I love you anyway. As much as you're going to hate me in the moment, if you can find it within yourself to feel like everything is terrible, like even my voice gave up right then. If you can find it within yourself to feel like Everything is terrible, but you're going to find something, anything to be grateful for. Oh my God, you like level up so profoundly. You win so hard in that moment. You redistribute yourself. You recast your role. You've read like you like become the leading lady instead of like the side person in the background of the chorus. Like you're not a singing tree. You are now front and center. Like your life is your own. You are so aligned if you can do that with where you're going and who you're going to be that you win. So when you find yourself in a place of like everything is falling apart, a lot of this isn't even my fault. I will validate that for you. That is real. Unless it's not and some of it is your fault, in which case have a real conversation with yourself. (laughs) But really... And then you can go, okay, 
old me is like really clawing. She is scratching at the trap door of my soul, like asking. She's just like, I could fix this for you. I got you. Like, let me get it. Like, oh, my God. Like, let's go back to who we were. No. Uh Uh-uh. No. Your job is to like stomp on that trap door and be like, I'm just going to scream a list of things I'm grateful for right now. I am going to treasure hunt for the moments. Recently, I had a loved one in the hospital, and it was a bad scene, okay? It was not nice. And I, this was one small part, and this was giant, by the way, but it was one small part of, like, my vortex of shittiness, because it's been one thing after another. And I knew I had to do gratitude. I effing knew it. So I was grateful because the cafeteria in the hospital had the brand of coffee that I love. That was my thing. I was like, okay, everything's terrible, but at least I don't have to stop for coffee on the way. I can get my coffee there. That was it. That was my thing. But then because I was like, trying so hard to stay positive like I helped a lady in the elevator and I gave her instructions on how to get into this one part of the hospital that has restricted access that we had to be in and um I was like oh you push the the button and they're like like this is the ICU like blah 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 like you can come in and I had to walk her through how to do the thing and she was like you know what? Thank you so much. And she pulls out this little card from her wallet and she's like, this is for you. And on it was this picture of this little fox. And then she was like gone into the wind. Like, I don't know where she went. Right. That was my gratitude. That was one of my moments that day. Because That was a kindness, a random act of kindness. And they're everywhere, by the way. Some guy helped me take really heavy boxes out of my car the other day because I had to give them to the post office. Like, that was a random act of kindness. I could have overlooked it, but I was, like, super grateful for it. This lady gives me this little card that's a picture of a fox. My grandmother's last name was Fox. So that meant something extra special to me. Somebody held a door for me. Some lady told me she liked my nails. They have my coffee in the cafeteria of the hospital. These moments prevent us from aligning with what we're being invited into. They anchor us into who we're becoming instead. Because the energy of love and the energy of the universe and the energy of abundance and the energy of prosperity and the energy of absolute pure unconditionality if that's even a word, the energy of whatever, whatever God might be or the universe, that energy is love, but that energy is gratitude. And the more you can align with that energy, the better and the more magical and perfect and like connected and alive in a good way your life feels. So while I don't quite yet fully comprehend, and please trust and believe that if I do understand why, I will tell you, 
I don't fully get yet why the vortexes of shittiness happen and how they choose who they're happening to. Although as I'm talking, I feel like I'm kind of receiving through my channel a little bit. And one thing that they're telling me is it's almost like when you are on the precipice of like leveling up or like getting closer to another iteration of yourself, and apparently there's infinite of them, but when you're like on the precipice of that, you get invited into the opportunity, question mark, to go back to your former self. And it's like, because the universe is neutral, because the universe is trying to organize itself, I think it's just like, do you, do you go here or do you go back to there? And I think we have to just hold through and kind of like never go back to there and always go to the next place. And so we do that by showing up as the next place. The more you show up as who you are becoming, the less you get treated as who you've been, right? Like the less you get categorized as who you've been. So maybe perhaps if you're used to or if you're one of these people who like me, like is like <clears throat> every year navigating, I'm like where is my voice going? Every year like navigating a vortex of shittiness, maybe you should say to yourself like, is there a correlation between like me having a major life aha moment and me deciding like things are going to change around here and like actually doing those things and then slam I get like hit with like the vortex of shittiness like I wonder if there's a correlation there so that would be something for you to consider um, but the more we do this the more we get out of that storm quickly like we can accelerate these storms and have them end faster so practice your gratitude you will hate me in the moment. Like, I will not be someone you are grateful for in that moment when you're doing it. And I am okay with that. <laughs> like, I am, like, totally fine with it. But if you can sort of, even in, like, the bleak times, even in, like, the bad moments, there is always something. There's a kindness being offered. There's a bird that visited you in the morning and sang to you from a perch there's a bee that let you pet it. <laughs> there is a spider that did not jump at you, right? Try your best to remember who you're becoming and to pull yourself into that place because it won't make the external things change, but we don't necessarily need the external things to change. We need our inner selves to be okay and to align. Don't swallow that storm. Don't take what's happening outside of you and put it inside of you. You are that candle flame in the darkness, but if you extinguish yourself, there is no more, there is no more flame. And that's not me being like gross love and light only or anything. It's just a nice little metaphor. I have to run, but I hope that this has been helpful and I would love to hear from you. I have two more episodes to record in this season and then I have a very cool thing that I'm going to tell you about. So in my next season, which will be soon, um, I'm going to have some different stuff happening. But I'm not going to abandon this format or anything. Like I'm going to, it's an and thing, not an or thing. I'm going to add in some cool things. And we will still have these awesome conversations as well.
If you enjoy conversations like this, please come and join me in my Witchcraft Academy where you can have one-on-one access to me and shadow work and all the other cool students. There will be swag soon and there will be a lot of fun, good times to be had by all. Find me on Facebook in my gigantic and wonderful witchcraft group, Moonstone Witchery. Find me on Instagram, Moonstone underscore Witchery. Give my TikTok some love, and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day.